So welcome to Shorter Church, a place where we love the world with the nature of God in Christ Jesus through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. For we are the righteousness of God in Christ, a shelter where minds and souls are renewed, where souls and minds are renewed. Let me put it in order. So I hope you are ready for your, you are ready for the word of God. We are on our series called, we are on our series called, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are on our series called The Eight Money Habits. We are on our series called The Eight Money Series. I hope you've been following. Um, I believe that God in this season, he wants to prepare us in terms of know, knowing how to be able to handle money. Um, I believe that most of us, we didn't grow in an environment or in a household way, but we are taught about these principles. But I believe that God is a God who's merciful. And I believe that God is going to continue to teach us on how to use money. This is not going to only be the first um, um, series or, or that we're going to be doing. We're going to continue to teach more about how to handle money because we need to be able to, we need to be able to handle money so that God can trust us as stewards of his wealth. So we are on this series called The Eight Money Habits. And I believe that God is working in us patiently. So, so one for one to be able to really grow in the word of God, you must be patient. That's why we've been praying for the spirit of patience. Because if you are patient, frustration can, you know, one thing that women have that they don't know that they have, um, women have this powerful, supernatural power that has been given to God, that God has given, has given them this power to ignore men. Um, remember, men are chasers. We chase after women. And most of the time, women can be chased. You, you can walk on the street and you find yourself being greeted by 10 men. But God has given you this power to be able to ignore, <laughs> listen to this revelation, to ignore those men. But it's surprisingly that Eve cannot ignore Satan. Come on, somebody. Anyway, I was just uh, throwing a, that one on the on the table. <laughs> uh, so Eve was, could not ignore the devil, but we don't know why, but which means the devil was persistent. So even us, we need to be persistent in learning about the word of God. So God has given us this power to be able to ignore the, the devices of the enemy. And one of the things that help us to ignore the devices of the enemy when he's trying to frustrate us, Remember, we don't ignore the knowledge, but we ignore him when he's trying to make us lose focus on what God is doing. It is patient. When you have patience, even when the enemy can frustrate you with, you know, sometimes you can fall into a, a temptation of being envious and jealous of what, what God is doing in other people's life, forgetting that God, that we are not running the same race. I hope you hear what I'm saying, that we are not running the same race. So one must be able to have the spirit of patience and the spirit of, of, of kindness, the spirit of of, 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 of gentleness, the spirit of, of love and joy. So if you don't have the two spirits, you end up making, you end up, I like this message, you might end up eating your seed because you saw other people enjoying their fruits. So keep your seed, continue to nurture your seed. Your season is coming for you to harvest. So for one, for one to be able to know how to harvest, you must be like a farmer who's, who has the heart of patience. Be like a farmer who has the heart of patient let us go straight to it all right our title message today on the eight money habit series is called tithing and giving tithing and giving please write it down please write it down god is about to impact you in an awesome and transform you in an awesome way is tithing and giving and our subtitle is i must give the first 10 percent back to god i must give the first I must give the first 10% to God. Uh, one of the things that the, the kingdom of darkness has robbed the kingdom of light or the children of light is he has made sure that he frustrates the body of Christ to think that the ministers are robbing them. Remember, it is a principle that God uses to bless his children, that they must give their 10% so that he can give back them the 90%. God only needs the 10% from your 100% so they can give you the 90%. How awesome is that? So God, the enemy has done this. The enemy has made sure that the, 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 the he has made sure that the Christian persecutes the, the minister of deliverance, Christian persecute the minister of prophecy, Christian persecute the minister of healing. Also Christian persecute the ministry of what? The ministry of giving because he knows that if he can make you Doubt. Remember, the enemy, all he wants is to take your faith because he knows that it is impossible for you to please God without faith. I'm going somewhere. Be patient with me. Sorry, pardon me. 
Yeah? I'm going somewhere. So that's what the enemy does. So, but if you're a child of God, you know the power that God has for you. You will continue to be a, a cheerful giver. You continue to be a, a cheerful giver. So about, about typing and giving, you know, you must understand that if God wants, if you want God's blessing in your marriage, you must do what? You must put God first. If you want God's blessing in your career, you must put God first. So everything that we want God to bless, we must put him first. It is even said in the book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3, if I'm not mistaken, chapter 16 verse 3, it says, for God has the last motive. God has the last motive. God has the last motive. So we must understand that God has the last motive. We surrender his plans unto him, but he has the last motive. Let us go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 23. Please, this is a teaching session. So we're going to be having a lot of scriptures because the word of God is our foundation. The word of God is our foundation. So make sure that you have your pen, you have every resource that you have that's going to write you down. Um, this also is not the word for adults. It's also the word for the youth. Remember, when you are able to know how to manage money at your young age, um, you are able to have a, a good advantage in the near future that you can start beginning to save right now. You don't need to save when you are in varsity. You can start beginning to do so right now you can start learning how to tithe right now. Some of us, we didn't know this knowledge. We grew up in the churches that we were not, we were not taught this uh, revelation. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your life. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your life. So that's the purpose of tithing. So when we, when you walk in the principle of tithing, you are saying, God, I trust you. you I trust you with my money. I trust you with my money. And as I trust you with my money, I also trust you to give me wisdom and understanding to increase what you've given me. To increase what you've given me. If you remember the story of the, 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 I don't know, it's, uh, there are five or three, the three uh, talented men who were given gifts um, that the other men went and hid it and the other men went increased their talents uh, altogether. So God wants us to increase our talent. But how do we increase our talent? We must trust him with what we what he has given unto us. We must be able to be good stewards, to increase what you have given to us and also to give back. Go with me. Yeah? So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, verse day 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9, verse 10. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. He will fill your bands to overflowing. Honor the Lord by giving him the first part of your income. He will fill your bands to overflowing. Honor the Lord. So when you honor the Lord, you must understand something that this fruit of, this in the, in the, we have nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. In the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit, we have, a fruit of the Holy Spirit is called discipline in other visions. The other one is called self-control. The other, one, the, the other vision, they, they write it as the spirit of endurance. So for you to be a committed tither or a committed giver, you must understand you must have the spirit of discipline. And also you must understand you must have the spirit of consistent injury. It, 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 it is not nice to give away money to, 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 to God that you don't see. Are you all together? Ne? When you begin, I'm talking about those who begin in this faith. Are you all together? I'm, I'm talking about from my experience. I used to have a problem with that because I didn't understand. But the more God revealed the way unto me, I was able to understand. Well, hey, when I give financial unto the Lord, I do not only shape my finances, but I also shape the children, my the finance of my children. I become a blessing to the to, to my children's generation. Because God works with generation. When God blesses you, he does not only bless you only, but he blesses those who are coming before you. So if there was a curse that was operating in your family finances with your tithe and with your breaking, with your giving, you can break that curse because you are able to be obedient. I'm talking to believers right now who understand that there's an evil one outside there, that we, who understand that we are in Africa, who understand that we come from altars that were wicked, that our forefathers used to worship idols. So some of them, they, they, they went to those idols idols because they wanted money and because the enemy knew that as their children because the enemy knows that god has blessed generation when god blessed abraham he didn't only bless him he also blesses his generation 
he made him a promise that out of your out of your out of your generation there will come a son and his name shall be Jesus Christ. So when you are a child of God, you don't give only to the present, you give also to the future. But the enemy doesn't want you to know that. Because you'll be giving and you'll be having impatience and you'll stop along the way, forgetting that it was you, you are breaking curses, you are breaking financial curses. That's why you find if you are someone of learned history, you get to understand those who went before you and were Christian, they are now reaping what they have planted. They are reaping what they've planted. So God wants us to know that when you give, you're not only giving for your own blessings, but for the generation that is coming. Amen. Let us move on. So, and one thing that God does, God will test you with money. God will test you with money. God tests you us with money. Um, when you read Ecclesians, the Bible says money is the answer of all things. Money is the answer of all things. So for us to really be able to function and occupy as the children of the Lord, we need money. But God wants us to make sure that money does not rule over us, that we rule over him that we know how to manage money. We know how to tell money what to do. Listen to that. We know how to tell money what to do. Money does not tell us what to do. But if you are influenced by the flesh, money will tell you what to do. But I believe that we in that season that God is reconstructing us. God is, is, is crushing us. God is making us to be able to know that money should not be something that controls us. But money should be something that we control. We need to be able to control our desire. You must understand this. I'm not saying that you must not have fun. You must go to vacation. But God wants you to be able to know that his household needs to go and multiply so that we can be able to occupy. And that you giving unto his household, you are not only giving for the blessings that are of presence, but you are giving to the, to the blessings that are going to also impact your children, uh, your children and your grand-grandchildren. Amen. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, verse 21. Please write it down. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, verse 21. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to verse 21. Please write it down. Listen to this. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. It says, do not store up yourself treasures on earth. Where mouth where mouth and vermin destroy, where thieves break and steal. I'm going to read that again. Do not store up your self-trust on earth where mouth and vermin destroy and where thieves break and steal. So just Christ here is telling the disciples, hey, most of you, you trust your banks and you think that your banks won't experience a recession. I'm putting in in our own constant intergeneration that we are living in. You think your bank will not experience a recession, your bank will not inf experience inflation, your bank will not experience the social economics problems that may affect the economy internally, externally in the market. But God wants you to know that you know you're not supposed to store your riches on earth, but you must store your riches, listen to this, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. When you, how do you store your, 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 how do you store up your self treasures in heaven? By tithing, by giving, by trusting that God is in control, by sanctifying your money with the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how you store. You don't, you, you don't, you, you, you are not burdened by lack. You are not burdened by, by wealthness. Some of us, you are burdened by wealthness. Some people, you don't know them. Let them have money. You know them. They don't have it right now. Let them have money, or you will get shocked. I ought to get. But as children of the Lord, we must not be burdened by wealth. You must be not burdened by lack. The Apostle Paul says, For I have learned to live without money. Remember, I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was a Roman man and a Jewish man who, who, who was rich, who was wealthy, who was persecuting the, the children of the Lord. That to a point that he got born again, but now he's, he's explaining to, to, to the children of the Lord, says, I have learned to live in lack, and also I've learned to live in. In, in riches. So I, I know this lifestyle. As children of the Lord, we must understand that our accounts, when it goes down, when it goes down, it must not determine our faith. Some of you, we can see that money is controlling you, but because the moment when your account loses certain zeros, you change your mood. Why? Because the spirit of mammon now is in control over you because you have stored your riches on earth, not in heaven. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. 
So God wants us to learn. Those are the eight money habits. God wants us to learn to store our riches in heaven. When you store your riches in heaven, you do not worry. But you trust in God's wisdom. You know that God is going to make you, make sure that you get out of what you have got yourself into. Because you know that when you invested, you invested in faith. Let me not go, they will come to that point. I hope you get it. says, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. That's where I want us to focus. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You must understand when you die from self. Listen to what I'm saying, Mazalwan. When you die from self, money can never control you. This can never control you. Clothes can never control you. These are the things that automatically come because you no longer, they no longer control you. Your purpose controls you. What the burden of the Lord controls you. You have decided to partner with God. Giving is no longer, when you give to the body of Christ, when you give to the church, it's no longer a, 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 a something that burdens you in a way whereby you feel like you are losing. But it's, it's a burden that it is of the Lord because you have chosen to be part of God's plan. I want to get so for where your treasure is there, your heart will be. That's why if you treasure, it is in spending in the club. That's where your heart is. If your treasure, it is spending, because some of us, we, we, we so easily know how to spend money on worldly things. Like we can go and party ourselves out, spend 10,000, but we cannot give 10,000 to the body of Christ to see more souls being one because we are not going to occupy without money. We need money for us to be occupied. Shelter church is not going to build itself. We need money for that for us to be able to impact the world. So God calls us to live generously through tithes and offerings. I want you to listen to that. God calls us to, to live generously through tithes and offerings. And it is very important also to teach your children how to tithe. We must teach our children how to type at a younger age. We must teach them how to use money at a younger age. We must install in them the spirit of giving at a younger age. We, might, you can, we cannot let your children to wait for them to work. Give them money. Teach them that they must take out the 10% of that hundred. Give them, they must give 10 rand from that hundred. Because if you cannot learn to type at the age you are in, you don't want to develop the spirit of finances that God wants to install on you. I, 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 I wish, and I thank God that I, I know this thing. I wish that someone came to me at my young age. I wish I had a mentor who told me these things that I'm telling you guys. I'll be fine by financially, come on, somebody. But God is merciful. He makes all things to work together for the good. Amen? So God calls us to live generously through tithe and offering. Tithing is an in, intentional practice to remind us of God's sovereign ownership of all we have. So tithing is a reminder that whatever we have, remember we took up, we talked about it last week, that whatever we have belongs to God, that everything that on that it is on earth it belongs to, to God. So it can be easy to go through the motions. So we need to intentionally decide how we want to use our resources for further, to further his kingdom and take care of others to further his kingdom and take care of others. So God wants us to live a balanced life in faith. And this balanced life, is, it is sustained by him. You can never live a balanced life that is not that is sustained by your human strength and abilities. That's why the Bible says, not by mighty, nor by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. So God, God wants us to be able to, 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 to anchor ourselves in the, his principles of the word of God. I hope you're writing this thing down. So I have five points that I want us to grab today before we go home. Yeah? First one, please write it down. God loves a cheerful giver. First point on tithing and giving. God loves a cheerful giver. You're going to go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, verse 8. If you don't know the scriptures by now, <laughs> you must be knowing by it because one of the scriptures that we like to focus on on sheltered church. Yeah? God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, 8. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows 
rebound fully will also rebound fully. Each one must do just as he has proposed in his heart, not gradually or under compulsion. Under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that all that so that always giving all sufficiency in everything you may have an abundance for everything every good deed. I want I like this part. Yeah? God is able to make all grace abound to you. God is able to do what God is able to make all grace abound to you so that so that so that always having all sufficiency in everything you may have abundance for everything for every good deed. So God wants you to be a cheerful giver, but after that, he promises us that he will give you the, the, the grace and the ability to sustain your finances. You must understand there is a grace. Let me, let me, let me, let me, put, let me, let me, let me come back to reality. People who are in the world, they have demonic altars that sustain their finances. They go to ancestral rich doctors to sustain their their money. They, 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 they rule their companies with spiritual principalities of darkness. As a child of God, you must understand that you, how do you secure your money? By trusting God with it, by storing it on heaven, not on earth. And how, how, how is your money going to be secured? Your money is secured when you understand the power of being a cheerful giver, being able to give in the right place. Because some of us, we know how to give in the wrong place. Forgetting that the right place to give first is the throne of God. It's having, choosing a church that you're going to say, you know what, I'm part of Shelter Church. I'm going to make sure that I give my money to them so that they can advance the kingdom of God. It is a decision that you've made. You chose to be part of, even though you may not be a visitor in Shelter Church, we hope and we believe that wherever you are, you must give to the house that you belong to to advance the kingdom of God because that's where God is going to secure your money because people in the world, they also have demonic forces that protect their money. What is, the, what is your spirit that protects your money? Do you know that you need God's grace to sustain your money? Right, what you get? Let's move on. Point number two, do not be hard-hearted. Do not be hard-hearted. Do not be hard-hearted. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 17. Listen to this. If anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites in any of the towns of the land, the Lord your God is giving you, the Lord your God giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fitted towards them. I want to read that again. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7. Point number two, do not be hard-hearted. Do not be hard-hearted. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 17, we are learning, eh? if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites, in any of the towns of the land, the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fitted towards them. All together. So God here is saying what? Whenever you see someone who is lacking, do not harden your heart. For some of us, we harden our heart. I know what I'm talking about. I, 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 I work in an environment whereby there's so much full of poverty. I try by all means to help where I can. All together. I, and also I pray to God to use Shelter Church to be a church that is going to really impact the surroundings where the enemy has really impeded the community with the poverty of mentality and the poverty of trust so that the glory of God can be shown. So as the Israelites, God is giving them a commandment that whenever we see a poor person, these are the things that God uses to bless his children. These are the things that God used to bless his children. And so whenever you see one of your Israelites living in a state that is poor, do not harden your heart, but, you know, release whatever you have. Release whatever you have. Obviously, you must use wisdom. You cannot sabotage your finances that you've already planned. But search where you can manipulate, uh, 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 search where you can subtract and say, you know what, this is what I have. This is the hand that I have. I want to give this child. I want to give this student. I want to give this fellow brother. I want to give this fellow sister to, to go to the interview that she needs to go to. I all together. 
That's those are the principles that the Lord uses. Number three, it is more, it is more, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Number three, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm gonna make a principle that a lot of people don't see. Why are Western countries so wealthy? Western countries are so wealthy because they've created a system whereby they give before they get. America is so blessed because they are givers. You may think before they take from Africa, they only took, no, no, no. They come with a system of, hey, we are helping, we are giving. And they will give you a lot of digital money. That is fake because digital money is fake. Remember the real wealth is, is what? It is in gold, it is in silver, it is in, in natural resources. Those are the real mi mi mineral resources. Those are the real wealth. So what America does, because it knows that there's power in giving, what they do, they give before they have to take. But the world has made it, the world has made it that the Americans are only taking. No, no, no. God will never allow them. The principalities of God are, are, are very powerful. And people who are in the world, they do that and they know that it works. What they do, they know that to be blessed, you must be the first person to give. So some of you, you want God to bless you, but you are not willing to give the little that you have. And he says, be faithful with the little and I will trust you with much. So one of the things that the Americans do, they, are, they became people who are so cheerful givers. They know how to master the skill of being cheerful givers. And God wants us to know the power of tithing and giving. That tithing and giving is very powerful as a child of God. That when you give, you are not only giving to the present, but you are giving to the future generation. Listen to this. Acts chapter 2, verse 25. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way. Acts chapter 20, verse 25. Please write it down. We are on point number three. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Point number three. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts chapter 20, verse 25. It reads, when we read it, it says, in all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We must work hard in this way. We must help the weak and remember the ways. We must help the weak and remember the world. So those are the things that we get to work on them when we spend time in the word of the Lord, when we know the commandment and the purpose that God has for us. But some of us, we don't want to know what are the ways that God has, that the Lord Jesus Christ has left us with. All together. That is more blessed to give than to receive. So the Western countries, they, they know the power of giving. And God will always bless them. You can do whatever we want. As Africans, we don't want to give. We want to take. And how will we be wealthy if we want to only take? But we must be the people as shelter church that Lord, use us as stewards. Teach us to, to plant in your church. Teach us to, 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 teach us to know that we are also planters. We are world changers. Use us as a church to make a difference. My prayer in one of our goals in shelter church is to be a church that is going to influence the decisions of the government. Hear what I'm saying? And God is going to make it happen. Where as a church, we're going to influence the decisions of the government. When the government wants to do something, it has to consult us. Why? Because we have the margin to control the gross national product. We have the margin to control the national gross domestic product. Why? Because God has trusted us with the economy, but he can only trust us when we are able to use the little that we have to impact the small community, the communities and the societies that he has trusted us with. And one of those cities that we are taking over and occupying, it is sensual. It is sensual. Number four, when you give to the needy, do not announce it. When we give to the needy, do not announce it. God loves a cheerful giver. God has want to work in the spirits of discipline. <clears throat> Do not break. The Bible says God is someone who breaks. Be humble. I've helped so much people, but you've you never seen me post it on, 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 on Facebook. I help so much students, but you never see me posting on Facebook. Why should I announce it? Let God be the one who's going to lift you up. 
don't be one of those relatives when you help your relatives. You want everyone to know in your relative family that you have you have helped a certain brother or a certain sister. Let God bless you. And those are the things that the world or the church that is now present don't want to teach you. That's how we end up not not not. That's how we end up wondering why I'm not I'm I'm not receiving because you have sabotaged your blessings because God looks at your heart. The Bible says God does not love a proud fool person. So whenever you do, the Bible says when you pray, go in a secret place, close the door and pray. You know, God, God wants you, God wants to be the one who uplifts you and helps you. And altogether, do not announce when you help. When you give to the needy, do not announce it. That's number four. Matthew chapter 6, verse 2 to 25. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father in heaven, come on somebody, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So your father knows he will reward you. Let them blow the trumpet that you saw whom and who did this for them. Let them blow the trumpet. Don't be the one to blow the trumpet because you may stop the flowing of the blessings of the Lord. When you help a relative, don't be the one. Especially in relatives, they love to do that. When they help you, they will tell the whole family, don't see her, him or her driving that car. Yeah, I'm the one. I was sorting all the papers and this, that, what. No, 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 be humble. Let God bless you. Don't, don't see him being able to go to that university. I'm the one. No, no, no. That's when you are sabotaging the flow of the blessing of the Lord to work in your life. Be a woman or a woman, be a woman or a man of God who understands the principles that is good to keep quiet. Even when they don't say thank you, because some of us, we help people because they're helping us. That's not how it works. You must help people because you're a cheerful giver. Don't help people because you want to get something in return. No, no, no. It does not work like that. Help people because you don't want anything in return. And that's when you will see the blessing of the Lord working in your life. I talked about this last week and said, let your no be no and your yes be yes. Because if your no is your no is not no and your yes does not be that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, the Lord just says, let your yes be yes. Why is just saying that? Because he wants you not to be accountable for things that you're not supposed to be accountable for. for. Then when you then when you have sacrificed the thing that you're not supposed to sacrifice, now you start getting bitter because people didn't give you the things that you expected them to give you. You see? It was human nature. It was a fake and fake humility and a fake um, generosity. You were not doing it out of the abundance of your heart. You were doing it because you wanted to be recognized. And that's why we lose as children of the Lord. We want the applause of men we don't want, we forget that there's a, a big applause in heaven that is waiting for us. Number five, I'm about to, to wrap this up. Please write this down. I will give a full tenth, I'll give a, a full tithe to you. Genesis 23, verse 20 to 21. I will give a full tenth to you. Genesis 20, 28, I mean, sorry. Genesis 28, verse 20 to 22. Um, this is Jacob. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothes to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. This stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tithe to you. So, these are the believers in our generation. You pray to God. God blesses you. You don't become like Jacob. Listen, Jacob is making a promise to God. Say, God, if you can bring me to a place of peace in my father's house, surely I will give my full tithe to you. I'll give my full tithe to you. I owe to you. So as children of the Lord in our generation, in the modern days, we make a promise to God, but we never keep it. Forgetting there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible. And forgetting that Satan works with the principles of the word of God. And he will use, the, use that as an advantage towards you. There's a principle in the word of God that says, do not make a promise to God that you cannot keep. So it is very important that you keep quiet. 
We make a promise to God and say, God, this is what I'm promised you to do. Sometimes you don't say in your words, you say it in your heart because God also listens to the prayers of the heart. You say, God, if you can make me achieve one, two, three, Lord, I'll honor you with my house, my tithe, honor you with my family. I'll go to church. I'll really be a devoted woman of God and man. I'll be a snazzy woman of God inside, not outside. Come on, someone, listen to what I'm saying. Amen. And God does that for you. Then after that, you depart from his word. You now start living for the world. And you become like a prodigal son. But because God is merciful, he will welcome you back. But for you to restart is going to be painful because God can restore you like that in the, in the spirit. But for you to restore you in the flesh, you must be the one being able to be obedient. That's why when a, a, an addicted person who has been in drugs, for them, for those drugs to be cleansed out of them, is a painful process. It is not a nice process. But God will have mercy. So some of us, it's very good that we don't become like the prodigal son and go and spend our money after we have made a promise to God. It is very important that we keep our promise like Jacob did and honor God with our full tithe. And God honor God with our full tithe. Why? Because the promises of the Lord are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. The promise of the Lord are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. In my conclusion, Mark 11, verse 24, verse 25. This is a scripture that I want you to write it down. If you want to make a wallpaper with it, please make a wallpaper with it. If you want to write it on your fridge, write it on your fridge. It's going to help you in the year of 2023. In the year of 2023, we are occupying, we are taking what belongs to us. We know now the principalities of being able to walk in the abundance of the Lord. Amen. Mark 11, verse 24 to 25. For this reason, I tell you, when you pray, ask for something. When you pray and ask for something, believe that you have received it. Listen to that. For this reason, I tell you, this is our Lord Jesus Christ. When you pray, ask for something, believe that you have received it, and you will be given whatever you ask for. When you start and pray, forgive anything you may have against anyone, so that your Father in heaven will forgive the wrongs you have done. I want you to listen to this. God is saying, believe that what you've asked, you've already received it. But if you have anything against anyone, ask forgiveness and, and, and ask for forgiveness so that the blessing can flow. Some of us, we owe people money. We didn't want to pay them. Some of us, people owe you money. I want you to listen to me. Yeah? This is the revelation that God wants us to know. Some of you, you owe people money and you didn't want to pay them. It passed, but you've never asked forgiveness from God. You say, Lord, forgive me for not paying that money back to that individual. Some of us, people owe us money, but you've never released those people from your heart. So God wants you to release them from your heart. Why? Because you trust in him to provide for you. He's your Jehovah Jireh. Some of us, we don't want to release people from our heart. And we're asking ourselves, why is our money not flowing? For anything you may have against anyone so that your father in heaven will forgive you the wrong you have done. So those who you owe, if you can't pay them anymore and they're far, forgive yourself for doing what you did. Those who owe you money, don't want to pay them. Release them from your heart because you have a, you have a father in heaven who owns the resource. Forgive them of their wrongs. All together. I, I hope you hear what I'm saying. So, but the most important I want you us to, to really recognize here. God us wants to God want us to know that it is very important to know that when we pray for any, anything, we've already received it. Whenever you pray for something, you've already received it. That He wants you to believe that you already received it. The Bible says we hold up, we hold unto the confirmation of the word of God. We don't let go until it manifests. I want to get. So I want us to go to this declaration. I hope you're ready. Please unmute your mics because I want us to go through this um, declaration together. It's a powerful declaration. And the Bible says, um, it is by you confessing that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So it is very, there's powerful, there's, there's a powerful, um, 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 there's a powerful, how can I put it? It is very powerful to understand the power of declaration. 
And when you read it to Romans, it says, I've given you the power to kiss and to bless, but choose to bless. And when you read mm-hmm. Romans, it says, it is, it, it is by the confirmation of our ways that we, we declare that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So the declaration in the body of Christ has been also one of the things that has been persecuted. Because the enemy knows that when you declare, you are enforcing the word of God on earth. The Bible says, he said, let it be light. And it was light. God had to declare. I ought to get, God had to declare. Yeah. And it was, it says, let it be dark. And it was dark. God had to use the words. So the enemy knows that there's power in declaration. That's why you find that in the body of Christ, he's making sure that declarations, um, um, he, he's making it like it's a religion. So no, it's, it's our is a way God declared. When you read the scripture, you see the declaration is very important. Amen. Amen. Are you all there? Did I do I miss anyone? Are you all there? Amen. Amen. So please unmute your mic. I, I, I hear only an amen. Let me have some money here. And then get those As you unmute, Tony sleeping probably. This one. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Because yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> She's gone. She's sleeping already. Because I'm asking her to admit. Crazy, you're listening to me. I was like, what? Sleep. Anyway, let's <laughs> work. Let's work. Let's work. All right. Um, say I am a cheerful giver in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I, I am a cheerful giver in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I, I'm also declaring. Remember. Say, I am a cheerful I'm giver a in the giver mighty in name, name of, Jesus of Jesus Christ. I am a cheerful giver in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point for divining blessings. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point in the... For divining, uh, of divining. Of divining and intervention. Blessings. Blessings. Come on, Father, like in the name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point for divining blessing. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point for divining blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus One Christ. One more time. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point of divining blessings in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, make me a reference point for divining blessings in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Number three. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I disarm Satan as a king and authority over my prosperity. Someone is using it. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I disarm Satan as the key. So my, I missed the last part. I disarm Satan as a king and authority over my prosperity. I disarm Satan as a mm-hmm. king and authority over my prosperity. Okay. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I disarm Satan as a king and authority over my prosperity. Over your prosperity. Come on. In the name Amen. of Jesus in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. One more time. Come on. God, the Holy Spirit is working. Declare. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus Christ, Christ, I disarm Satan as the king and authority over my prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Again, come on, someone. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I disarm. Father, Father in, the in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I disarm Satan as the king and authority over my prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. One more time, last time. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I am over my prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, give Jesus Christ a round of applause for the spirit of the Awesome stuff. So the Bible says that um he Paul says to the Christians, says, For I pray that you may prosper in spirit and in prosperity. Amen. But Amen. our focus is not in prosperity, our focus is in us growing spiritually. Because if you are mm-hmm. if we grow spiritually, we are able to attract these resources. Amen. Amen. Because when you are holy, these things you attract them automatically. So amen. 
So that Amen. is the way that we have for today. Can you also clap Jesus hands for our Lord Jesus Christ? Come on, someone. Let's give him all the honor. Um, I hope you are blessed. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're gonna go straight um to our our offering, and we're gonna invite the woman of God to come and and, and share tithe with us, and it's gonna be an awesome session. But we're gonna be heavy. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Shelter Church. How are you doing this morning? Um, I'm here with an assignment, an assignment to come and take over the offering. And um, thank you so much, men of God, for the word for today. And I'll be sharing on tithing today. So as I was preparing to share for tithing, I came across two different books. But speaking of the same thing, and I was asking myself, is God trying to make an emphasis on this? Why is it written the same way in two different books? So I thought that, you know what, let's just share on this today because it is not just written in two different books the same way for no reason, you know, and let us dig into it. So the first book that I'll be opening to, it's Luke 11 and then verse 42, and it reads as follows. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you in, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. I'm like, God, what do you mean we should not ignore the more important things? And we open the very same scripture in Matthew 23, verse 23, and it says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious laws and new Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest of income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the more important aspect. So remember in Luke, it says that, but you do not but you neglect the more important things. So now in Matthew, they elaborate more on what are these important things that we sometimes might ignore. And it says in Matthew, but you ignore the more important aspect of the law, which is justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. So what I got from the scriptures I was preparing is that, you know, sometimes we, we may tithe and we think that I'm not seeing any difference in my income. And the word says, if I give the tiniest that I have, God will give back unto me, multiplying, bountiful, you know. And now we see God is saying that, yes, you can tithe, but do not neglect the more important things. So we should not neglect our faith. We should not neglect to share love. We should not neglect mercy and justice. So they all play a role in our tithing. So it's not just giving the 10% of our money. But in the 10% that we give, we are partnering with God and saying, you know what, God, we are going to partner with you and have faith and have mercy and have justice, you know. So we see that tithe, it's all about, it's all in one, I could say that it's all a part of God's plan, you know, that in tithing, he's teaching us to have faith. In tithing, he's teaching us to, 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 to love, to share love. In tithing, he's teaching us so many other things. So with our tithe, we are not just giving away money. We're not just saying, God, yeah, I am able to give 10% of my, of my income. But we're saying that I am able to give 10% of my income. And with that as well, I am learning to have faith. And with that as well as I give my tithe, I'm learning to have mercy. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, with that said, I would like for us to don't forget to give your tithe your pledges and your offering. 
We know that when we are doing this, we're partnering with God to what? To have faith, to have mercy, to, to have justice, amen? To not ignore the important things that the Lord himself says this. You know, in the book that I was reading, Jesus himself was speaking these words, amen? So yes, thank you so much. We will be sharing the, the banking details in the group. Don't miss them and be sure to give your tithe offering and pledges. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, please pray for us. Um, yeah, we, 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 we want to have a physical home next year. We, we decided to adopt. There's a small room we remember. I think all of us have been through. So we want to adopt that place, that venue. Um, it is not that expensive, but we want to adopt it. Next day, we're going to be starting there. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be having our physical Sunday. Can we clap hands for that, guys? Amen. So uh, I see God blessing people with cars so that they can come to church. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. People will be driving soon so they can come to church. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And our website is on construction, guys. You're going to love it. Oh, it's going to be breathtaking, guys. Um, yeah, so we, we are growing. It's going to be active next year. So, yeah, next year we're really pushing hard with the little that we have. We are pushing very hard with the little that we have. We're trusting God. So on that note, have a blessed um, Sunday. The blessed we kick. Let me just uh, bless you right now. Father, in the, can you please raise up your hands? Sorry. I'm going to just bless you right now, wherever you are. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, thank you for this Sunday. Thank you for blessing your children throughout this week. Give them wisdom and understanding, Lord. May they be blessed going in and they may be blessed going out in the name of Jesus Christ. May the blessing of the Lord be upon them. May you bless them spiritually, emotionally mentally in the mighty name of Jesus because I declare and I decree that no weapon formed against your children shall prosper every time that shall raise judgment upon them shall be condemned. I come against every wizard, every witch, every sorcerer that may try to interfere with the blessing of the Lord that is upon their life. They shall not miss their blessing in this season in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.